So I like I saw the greatest man of all time yesterday a few days ago. Yeah. I was well, I was in my car and I was just listening to some my brother, my brother and me, which has now become like a, a, a through line, like that's all I listen to now. And then I see this good old boy pull up in a white truck, and I was ready. My windows are rolled down, so I'm like ready to jam with him to whatever like country music he's blasting out. And he pulls up, and all I hear is "Everybody dance now!" I was like, "Oh shit, what?" And I had to pause what I was listening to. I was like, "No, what?" What are you doing? And then, like, after a while, I don't know if he realized someone was listening or what, but it paused, and I was like, oh, no, he's not he's not jamming anymore. And then I just heard, as I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I take a look at my life and realize there's nothing left. And I was like, fuck. And I look over, and he is singing it. And I'm like, what? And he looks over at me and smiles then just takes the tastiest vape rip I've ever seen in my whole life. Oh, yes. man. He was just like, let's go! <laughs> oh, man. He wanted you to party with him. He wanted to party. Oh, That's God. better than the random stranger interaction that I had. Okay, go on. So I was in the bathroom at work. Okay. And as you know, it's allergy season. So um, every now and again, I get a little sneeze on me. Um, so I felt one welling up. And I was just standing over the toilet, pissing. And, you know, I stop. And I sneeze. Because I didn't want it to go everywhere. Yeah. Then I resumed my stream. And as I do that, I hear from outside the stall, Bless you. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. Thank you, man. Thank you, sir. May I have another? Whoa! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time. It's time. It's time. Oh, it's time for a load of BS, ladies and gentlemen. That's right, a load of BS. The greatest show in the Shire. Featuring the two best men of all time, and I am talking about he, the B... To the L-A-K-E, that's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Blake Tanner! And this man that it is very fucking glad that he's actually Irish right now. Yeah! Scotty Moore. Bring it! Call him a racist, that's my people! That's my people! <laughs> I really like, I, um... Oh, God, work has been insane this week, just because I've been working, like, eight-hour shifts, and I've realized something about Florida... Which is, uh, you know, say something happens to your car in another state. (laughs) What are you going to do? Are you going to call, like, a fucking pickup? Are you going to get a towing service? That's ridiculous. In Florida, they come to you. Because I've had at least three separate interactions on my way to work. Because, like, my front right tire is fucked up, which we've talked about why on previous podcasts. But mm-hmm. a guy has pulled up to me while my windows rolled down and just went, Hey! Hey! You want me to fix that? <laughs> I'm like, You good there? You, you good with that? I'm like, House call. <laughs> House call? And I'm like, No, dude, I'm good. But one dude was not about that. He was like, You know what? How about, uh, 
how about you not be rude when I suggest this? And I'm like, oh, what? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he goes, yeah, you're being kind of rude, man. And I'm like, no, I just said no. I just don't want you to fix my car. I have to go to work. He's like, you seem pretty upset, man. Well, have you had, prob <laughs> have you had problems with people before? And I'm like, have I had problems with people randomly driving up to me and Offering to fix my car? No, because that doesn't fucking happen. Nope. That does not have a problem right now, though. And he's just like, all right, well, you know what? Have a, you go to work, man. Have good. You need to fix your attitude, though. <laughs> what? Oh, I'm like, am I... I love it. Am I... When strangers off the street just be like, you need to fix your attitude. I'm like, am I a rude boy? I, don't, I didn't think I was a rude boy. I thought it was a normal boy. And then, uh, as I was walking to work, I thought I thought I was gonna have me a rough day because of that. But then, I saw a guy, and he was walking towards me, and he, uh, you know, those glass—they're like mirrored sunglasses, but they kind of look like a Cyclops band. Yeah. He looks like Cyclops, and I look over, and I'm like, "Oh, that guy looks like Cyclops. That's ah, uh, that's funny." <laughs> and then I keep walking, and then he just looks at me, and just rocks two finger guns right my way. Bang bang! He's like bang bang, and I'm like, what? Uh, oh, thank you. Okay. Thank you. Thank then you. Then he for stops this. and he's like, oh, sorry, I had to pull these out. He pulls out two real guns. No, sir. Bang no. bang! No, no, no. And then he puts his hand on the side of the glasses and releases the uh, beams, the energy from another universe, and begins shooting them at me, and I have to run to work. <laughs> uh. You just had to outrun his Cyclops beams. After outride Cyclops, yeah. So, um, there's a new MacGyver. Have you seen it? Okay. Um, I, what? I know it's a big change, because, like, well, like, from talking about normal people, but, like, they apparently decided to update MacGyver with a guy who literally looks like he could play Dexter. He looks like a fucking serial killer, and he's playing MacGyver, and he's horrifying to look at. But I was stuck in the break room at work, and they, I was watching MacGyver, and it's so fucking weird. It's the weirdest show I have ever seen in my entire life. Like, I thought... The weirdest reboot they would do is fuck it. What is it? Not Smallville. The the Archie comic reboot they did. Oh fuck! What's the name of that place? Riverdale. I thought Riverdale, Riverdale. was gonna be the weirdest one until I look up at MacGyver, and there's just a fucking midget. There, what? <laughs> there's a midget, and she's not like midgeting around. She's not there to like. Uh, I don't think that you can just say midget, Scotty. I'm sorry, fucking uh, a little dwarf dwarf person. A little dwarf baby is sitting up You know, there. that's what they say that, like, they prefer, you know, a person with dwarfism would prefer to be called, but it's it just sounds like you can't win with this. What do I call a midget? I'm. We're going to rely on Google for this. Five things you should never just say or do. Uh... Such terms as dwarf, little person, uh, person of short stature, whatever. Uh, so fucking me and uh, fucking me and Frodo Baggins is up on the screen, and um, I I don't know, I don't know why she's there, but she's like, you know, like every it's basically like a procedural cop show, and every single one always has like a, the fucking head of police that they have to answer to, and I think it's her. Like, I'm just like, well, that's very progressive of them. That, but, what? 
Well, I just can't wait until the end where, you know, Dexter always kills the bad guy and then disposes of them yeah. to where that, um, you know... MacGyver Dexter. I thought you were going to say, I can't wait till it's revealed that the bad guy is actually two little people in a trench coat. <laughs> but no, no, no. You think that's the weirdest part? It gets weirder. Because someone, like, apparently one of the, one of his lab techs is like a, um, he does like, uh, what's it called for faces? Uh, uh oh. prosthetics. He does prosthetics for people's faces. And... Someone walks up to him and he just goes, You're, those are pretty good prosthetics. And he turns around and he's like, hey man, thanks for that. Then they rip off their face because TV doesn't understand how prosthetics works. It doesn't understand it's multiple small pieces. Rips off the face and is like, I'm not that person. I'm a different person. And now I stab you. And so now Prosthetics Boy has gotten stabbed, and at this point, I am in. I'm like, I don't care when I have to go back into work. I'm going to follow them. I am so fucking confused right now. Are you ready for it to get even better? MacGyver runs down. MacGyver runs down, and he's just like, oh no, you got stabbed. That's not good. And of course, uh, Midge is there, and Midge is like, I'm going to go find him. And she just kind of shuffles off. And she she's like, e -e -e -e, let's go get him. And um, I, I don't. I'm so. God damn I am it, so Scotty. sorry to the little per people of America right now. But she shuffles Only off. Only the Americans. Yeah, she shuffles off, and then well, they kill them in other countries, Blake. Anyways, um, so <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> we started this one off right, haven't we? Yeah. So she shuffles off, and MacGyver's just like, hold on. And they're in their lab, and he's just like, I'll get some stuff. And he goes around, and he gets, like, these two chemicals and mixes them together. And he's like, what is that? He goes, when, the, when I was in the war, you would, the uh, war doctors would mix these together, and it forms like a cock, like you put in a wall, except you'd use it to seal up a wound. And then MacGyver, MacGyver's together an airbrush gun, except, like, you can't really do that, because the end of it was still an airbrush gun. The air pump was still an air pump, meaning all MacGyver did was make a hose. And he just goes, I'm going to need you to bite down on this. What an, that's what an airbrush gun is. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to need you to bite down on this. And so he bites down on it. He goes, it's going to hurt. He goes, it's going to hurt a lot. And he jams the airbrush gun in and releases this chemical that slowly fills his wound and slowly starts to, like, seal it. And I'm like, man... Just take him to a fucking doctor. Because at this point, like, in the amount of time it's taken you to MacGyver together this shit, this guy, like, could have easily been, like, treated by a normal person. Because now this doctor is going to have to fucking grab, like, fuck, we got to take all of this random shit MacGyver pooped in there. Like, pull that seriously. out. We're gonna have to you just pull, take him to the ER and he's like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. This man could have actually survived if you hadn't have done this. Now he's dead. He's dead, MacGyver. You fucking killed him. So MacGyver, you killed him. That's manslaughter. So from there, uh, then it's revealed she's still kind of shuffling around. And I can't hear it, by the way. The TV is down, so I'm kind of making my own story. Then it pans to fucking Crowley from fucking Supernatural and he's just like, I'm the bad guy, because I'm the bad guy in everything I've ever been in. And I'm like, why the fuck are you here, Crowley? Yep. And then I think Midge finds him, 
And then, I don't know, I didn't finish watching the episode, but what the fuck, MacGyver? What is this show? I'm so extremely baffled right now at what has just transpired. Yep. Like, I'm just here to watch this dude take a couple rubber bands, a paper clip, and a bottle opener, and use it to save the president's life from a cruise missile that's heading towards him. This is not the MacGyver that I know and love. Well, they're trying to kill our childhood. Evident, secondly, by, uh... A sh movie, I went to see Power Rangers, which uh, you know, because I got blitzed uh, at fucking Raglan Road before I went and just started texting you. I was yes, just like, look, I'm going to get whiskey. Go, go, whiskey rangers. -da 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 which, by the way, you thought, like, I know what I said came off like I was wasted. I had two drinks that night. And still, it was so baffling, that movie, to me. Because the best way... Do you know what edging is? Yes, but first, Scotty, okay. I think you need to rethink your tolerance. Go on. Secondly, you know I can drink like an Irishman. I did not get this beard for no reason. Secondly, you know what edging is. The sexual act wherein you get someone just, mm, 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 oh, I'm, I'm about to... And then you're like, mm-mm, you're not... You're not about mostly yourself. You're not about to jism, because I'm a stop. So um, that's what the fucking Power Rangers movie is, okay? Because firstly, the guy who—I just need to get this off my chest. The guy who plays Zack is the worst piece of shit on this fucking planet. I, he reminded me of the guy who played Yamcha in the Dragon Ball movie, which might be why I hated him a lot. But it it just kept getting weirder because like they get into where they have to morph and they're like and then of course fucking Zordon who it's revealed like all the Power Rangers came to Earth during dinosaur times which is why all the Zords look like dinosaurs and um, they were there during dinosaur times and they're all these weird like Prometheus looking motherfuckers. And fucking Zordon is betrayed by the Green Ranger who is revealed to be fucking uh, Veruca Salt. Damn it, what's her name? <laughs> nope, Veruca Salt. Oh yeah, Veruca Salt, the bad, the famous, infamous bad guy from the Power Rangers, Veruca Salt. Yep, um, you got it right. Yeah. Uh, she got her daddy to make her power suit. Yeah, and so uh, that happens, and so Zordon, firstly... I will say there were some good things. Bill Hader playing uh, fucking uh, Alpha 6 is the funniest shit on the... Alpha 5. Alpha 4 mm -hmm. is the funniest shit on this planet. Um, uh, the fucking uh, Walter White was weird as Zordon. I thought it was a weird... It was weird because he was like a bitchy Zordon. He wasn't like, Rangers, go do this thing. He was just like, no, y'all are all shit. Like, the big story is he's just like, I need them all to morph, because that power will bring me back to life. Because that's how shit works. And so, um, it goes on. All I'm imagining yeah. is just Hal from Malcolm in the Middle, if he were Zordon. <laughs> Pretty accurate, actually. Um, like, and so, they get the team together, but the weird part is, like, they get together by being in, uh... It, it's almost like the fucking Breakfast Club, where uh, the fucking uh, main guy, Randy, what's his name? Randy, the Red Ranger. Randy, Randy, yeah. Randy, the Red Ranger. Uh, the porn star and Red Ranger. Yeah. Oh, that was what the weird part was. 
Because the first scene in the movie is, like, fucking Zordon dying and burying all the fucking... They call them the little coins. He buries the coins. Very next scene you see is the Red Ranger and some random other guy, and they're wrestling a cow into a gym... (laughs) Into a gym locker room. And then he gets in his car. Other guy's gone. I don't know where the fuck, so it's just Red Ranger on his own. Then he flips his car, crashes Power Rangers. It just says Power Rangers on the screen like, hey, in case you didn't know what you were getting into, uh, aliens dying and then a cow wrangler. That's my Power Rangers. So that happens. Yeah, sorry. We were too worried that um, in focus groups, people thought this was going to be Prometheus 2, so we really had to add in that splash screen at the end, all right? We had to add in that Thanks, splash thing for Power Rangers. So then it's revealed he has to go to, uh, he has to, go to uh, detention. So I'm like, oh, it's going to be like Breakfast Club. They all, all five meet in detention, and then they go on like a fucking journey to, to like into the fucking thing. They all get together in a fucking thing and then find the coins and fucking Power Rangers happens. Um, instead, only three of them are there, because one of them blew up a lunchbox, because the blue, okay. the blue ranger, who is uh, my favorite character, he's, uh, on this, he, he's the be- most well done character I've ever seen, who's professed, he's professed to have autism in it, and he's very well played, red ranger, who's there because he tr- had to wrangle a cow, and then the third girl, who just sent a picture of one of her classmates nude to her boyfriend, which I don't really understand. It's never really revealed why she does it. Like, it's revealed, but it doesn't make sense why she does it. And so, um... A, just a really weird thing. Oh, my jugs aren't big enough, so I'm gonna send this to... I'm sorry, that was was very, um... But seriously... No, it's it's still pretty on brand for Power Rangers. But then the other two Rangers aren't even there! Then the Blue Ranger's like, sup, bro, let's go out into the... Blue Ranger's like, hey, man, uh, my dad and I used to go dig in the gold mines. Can we go back? Because we found something. And he's just like, yeah, sure. So they drive up to the gold mines. Uh, Red Ranger was on... Aren't they supposed to be in detention? This is afterwards. Do they have just, like, a get-out-of-detention-free card? No, this is after they get out of detention. And the only reason the Red Ranger goes to hang out with him is because he can, like, get his fucking, like, house arrest cuff fixed. Because, you know, that's how the kind of ranger I want is a guy who's trying to provoke the police. And so uh, they go out, and they go out into the fucking gold mines. And then there are the other two rangers, one of which who is doing Tai Chi while listening to heavy metal music. Because that's my kind of ranger. And then the other one is just kind of... He just chills on trains, I guess. He just kind of stays on trains. So that's he what he does. on trains. And so and it, this is Kyle. He likes trains. Yeah, right. So that's that's that. And then they find the coins. And you know, you expect at this point, well, they have the coins. Now they can morph. They could be Power Rangers. Nope. They have to play some Pacific Rim bullshit where it's just like, no, if your minds are not linked perfectly, you will not morph. That is the first So they got to drift. That's the first hour and 15 minutes of this movie involves nothing like there's some other small things however you don't see a fucking power ranger until about hour 10 into it so i'm already the first half of this movie is fucking cow wrangling breakfast club bullshit first three-fourths blake tanner um and so 
then finally, they finally all morph, and one guy next to, like, a few rows away just goes, Go, go, Power Rangers! He was so pumped for this movie. He was so excited. Go, go, Power Rangers! It's about fucking time! Yeah, right? And so that happens, <laughs> and I'm still tired of it. Which, by, uh, Rita Repulsa, I finally remembered her name, uh, is played basically like a very drunk woman at a renaissance festival. She's just like, I need gold. Give me all the gold, because I have to make a giant gold bird person. Where the gold at? And give me the give gold. Give me the fucking gold. Her makeup's done well. She looks terrifying, but she's just like, give me gold. And then she has to find the fucking Z crystal or whatever. It's this big white crystal, and if she gets a hold of it, everyone dies. Because you don't really need that much of a plot. And the Blue Ranger finds out that the Z crystal is hidden. Now, remember, there's a lot of good places. There's a whole, there's like a, there's a big, gigantic, like, gold mine where they could go look at. That could be used. There's this whole field they could go in. Would you like to guess where the Z crystal is hidden? God, is it like in a sewer or something? No, it's under a Krispy Kreme donut. Uh, it, the donut, of course, it's under the donut shop. And it's not a joke. Like, I thought it was going to be like, because she like she's about to kill the Blue Ranger, who does, no, doesn't die, but he does die. Uh, he asks the Blue Ranger, like, you need to tell me where it is. And he's like, under the Krispy Kreme. And I'm like, oh, it's a goof. And when she looks, which, by the way, there's a beautiful scene of her eating a Krispy Kreme donut. Rita Repulsa is sitting there eating the Krispy Kreme donut and is enjoying it as Goldar comes up. Um, and so then she kills the Blue Ranger. And then they all decide to morph. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. This was the weird part. Remember, they needed to morph in order to bring Zordon back. Uh, Zordon then suddenly, like, something happens, and Zordon is able to come back without them morphing, and so, like, this big fucking light show happens, and then it go goes down, and then Zordon reappears, and Alpha, Alpha 6 or whatever is just like, you didn't come back, and he's just like, no, because only one can come back, and then Blue Ranger fucking comes back to life, and I'm like, oh, that's telegraphed, okay. And then they all turn into Power Rangers, because that's how shit happens in movies nowadays, and then, but the greatest part, greatest part of the whole movie is the fact that when they turn, like, when they get into their, uh, Zords for the first time, they play literally ten seconds of the original theme song. And that's it. Oh. That is it. Go, go, Power Rangers! Uh, and now it's time for the credits. Oh, well, that's all you got of that theme song. And then they're like, but wait! We got Kanye bumping, motherfucker! Uh, uh. And so they all jump in their zords, and it's a fucking really badass moment. And then they almost all get pushed into a pit to hell, but then they morph into the Megazord. And at that moment, as the Megazord rose out of the pit, our entire theater of about ten people erupted into applause. Because we were like, this is all we wanted to see! And you made us wait an hour, you no. edged us right to the end, and now we're bursting. Uh, and then the credits roll. And then the best part, though, was the fact that I took Megan, who knows nothing of Power Rangers, and she left going, you know when we went to see the Ninja Turtle movie? And I go, yeah? 
She goes, you remember how when we left, I w- could kind of tell you a lot about the Ninja Turtles? I go, yeah. She goes, I cannot tell you shit about the Power Rangers right now. And I'm like, I know, right? Mm-hmm. I don't... Okay, first of all, I would just like to ask, how much of a crossover is there to the diehard Power Ranger audience and the people that really, 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 really want to hear Kanye West songs in their movies? Now, I will say, that song is straight fire. <laughs> However... <laughs> Let me put it this way. Ghostbusters, which got bad ratings, really bad ratings, was more faithful, at least to the theme music. Because you heard Ghostbusters at least 50 times in that movie. You heard covers, you heard the original version. People were like, oh, I'm about to nostalgia come all over this theater. Uh, The fucking second Ninja Turtles movie that had Seamus of the WWE as a giant fucking rhino was more faithful, and it got worse reviews. I don't get it. No. Yep. Man, fuck movies. Fuck power. power. Now, I will say this. I did very much enjoy that last 20 minutes. The last 20 (laughs) minutes was really good, but they did an hour and 20 build-up. To get to nothing. That being said, however, I did also see the greatest movie of all time, Boss Baby, which will forever be the greatest movie in my eyes. That is that is good. You know what? Now that I think about it, that's basically all the normal Power Rangers was, except they were in short episodes, so it didn't feel like as huge of a cock yeah. tease. I because it was twenty minutes of exposition, uh, five minutes of them getting their asses kicked, and then they finally fused. And then they beat the bad guy in day one. Did you see... Hold on, because you said it was good. Did you see Boss Baby? I did not. You need to see Boss Baby, Blake Tanner. I I know people at AMC, and I've looked at them and said, I need you to talk to the people, you know, upstairs and make sure they know to never take Boss Baby out of theaters, even when it comes out on DVD and Blu-ray. I need people to always be able to experience Boss Baby no matter where they are or when they are in the world, because Boss Baby was lit as fuck, fam. All right, I'll give you... Look, Alec Baldwin makes things gold. There was a baby Jesus joke. A child's movie had the <laughs> balls to make a baby Jesus joke, okay? I'm down with that. Uh, I'm down with that. And you know what else I'm down with, Blake Tanner? What are you down with? Patreon.com slash a load of BS. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Patreon.com slash a load of BS. That's where you can go. Give us a little bit of money every single month just to keep this train rolling, just to keep the show going every single month because there are little minor things I have to pay for every single month. Just help us cover those costs and you'll get merch for it. You'll get special things. Donate a dollar every week. You get shouted out. What did you send me? This is the middle what? of a plug, damn it. What? I, what did you send me? I just... It's okay. What is this? Let me see. It... Oh. <laughs> it's just the baby... It's the boss baby. It's the boss baby, but it says ba- it's the baby Jesus. Um, <laughs> donate a dollar every week. You'll get shouted out every week. Like the Patreon saint, Deborah Moore, who I am the boss baby to. Uh, like Megan Bolden, like all the great people, donate five dollars to get weekly motivational videos from me or the B or the BB, the Boss Baby. Uh, just telling you to get through your week, just giving you some motivation, because we all know it's hard to make it in the world. So five dollars a month, you get four motivational videos every single month with it. Thirty dollars, however, ladies and gentlemen, and you are entered in. 
to be the best. The best around. You will be the boss, baby. <laughs> Quit sending me pictures of baby Jesus, damn it, Blake. <laughs> he's looking this way, and now he's looking this way. So, and donate $30, and you are entered in to the BS Boss Baby Booty Box. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, the BS Booty Box. We send you a, a new t-shirt every single month. I design a brand new one every single month. And this month... Oh, God! What is... Damn it, I'm trying to Patreon blog, and you just send me Black Boss Baby Jesus. <laughs> That's the Rick Ross, oh. baby. That's not the boss, baby. Um, oh. And this month, ladies and gentlemen, you get to choose what shirt you want because it is BS-a-mania. You get to decide which of the two of us you like more. Do you want to be with the B or say yes to the S? That's <laughs> 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 zombie, baby Jesus. No. <laughs> Because we have no. a Blakeomania shirt for all you Blake heads over there. And then, of course, we have the shirt of the Scutchel Man. That's right. And whoever sells the most shirts by the end of the month, well, Blake Tanner, you will have to rap hit song regulators, and I will recite the entire Boss Baby script by... <laughs> the entire Boss Baby script. No, I'll, uh... I don't know. You'll do regulators, and I'll do Aaron Carter's Aaron's Party Come Get It. We'll just... No, it's how... That's... No, we're doing How I Beat Shaq. Okay, I'll do How I Beat Shaq then. But you have to do all the back, background lines that are Shaq. <laughs> so, Blake Tanner, it's been a while. It's been... It's been a while. It's been almost 30 episodes, which is weird oh. to think that we've done 30 of these. Uh, yeah. Until we had a good man back, a good friend of the show, and host... Of the, uh, the reborn. Reborn like the baby Jesus itself. Uh, the host of a horrible premise. Jim Murphy is coming to the cast. What's up, Jim? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a load of BJs again. Yeah, it's a load of BJs. Yeah. Blake, J Jim, and, uh, Scott. I like, uh, we all... Here, I got you... I got you some baby Jesuses in a blanket. Oh, no! I also like, um, we're, we're doing another show, which should be coming out about the same time as this podcast, and our co-host on that, his first name is D, so we're a load of BDSM on that one, so. Uh, so how have you been, Jim? It's been a while. Like I said, I, I just woke up. Yeah. I feel like. <laughs> Cause, well, here's the thing, because we had to record our other show, and that went long because our, our uh, co-host wasn't there, and then we had to record the beginning of this show. And so since it's we've had to prolong Jim until midnight, so we're all tired. Jim is groggy. Yeah, I, I, I was halfway turned to a pumpkin, but I yes. fought I fought it off. Oh, all the Disney, all the Disney from Jim he broke the spell. That's why uh, Jim Jim was probably one of the people I was most excited to tell I got a job at Disney because <laughs> I was just like he'll understand, he'll know. The, the, just wait until the prince finds my glass dodo. No, okay. <laughs> so, wait. What did you? Little crack. What did nowadays. you do at Disney, Jim? I was a custodial. Oh. In the uh, experimental prototype community of Tomorrow. Ah, okay, cool. I'm a Tomorrowland baby. So if anyone comes to Disney and goes to Tomorrowland, they may see me outside. Out on Space Mountain, woo! And I'm just a baby Jesus. And I'm just the baby Jesus, Blake Tanner. Nice to meet y'all. 
How y'all do? So, um... Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm always uh, confused when I watch Chris Lino's best and I don't see Blake. Aww. Blake is my... Blake's our little Chris. Yeah. I'm the, uh, I'm the ass. I'm the ass! Of the class, not class, ass. Class, not ass. Um, so... And that's in Georgia. I'm in Alabama. <laughs> What was it that, Jim, Jim, you said something about Blake the other day that made me laugh, and then Blake was just like, I may kill him. (laughs) Was it about Ichabod Crane? Yes! Yeah, he was talking about my cameo in the, uh... (laughs) In the the animated, uh... Uh, Disney, uh, short, Sleepy Hollow. Yeah, I was wondering, throughout college, you never had a job, and I always wondered, like, how you had money for, like, games and stuff, but it's all... It's all the rights for them using your likeness as Ichabod Crane. That's all it came from. Just, just his ass. No. Yeah, yeah, just his ass. No. They needed a really good reference. Yeah. No, what I like, uh, I like that I learned that apparently charisma will get you everywhere. Because I was outside of, uh, I, I didn't, I just had to go fill out some papers at Disney and someone needed to jump afterwards. So I walk outside and we pop the trunk of the, or the, the lids of the car to jump them off, and then they both start smoking cigarettes, which left me a little bit uh, distraught. I was like, um, you know there's gasoline there. That's not <laughs> real about to die. That's not exactly something you need to put fire around, but okay. And uh, she grabs my arm and she goes, let me see your tattoo. And I'm like, fuck, okay. And so I show her my Ooh. tattoo, which I have a new one on my, or a new one for Jim, on my wrist. And I swear to God, we have the exact same one. Like, hers has a blue outline on it. The only difference is I have the uh, Diamond Club logo, and she has, like, her baby's footprints, which are basically the same thing. And so um, she looks at me, and she goes, did you get the job? And I'm like, fuck, I've already had the job. What are you talking about? She's like, are you kidding me? And I go, no. She goes, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm I'm attractions. I'm basically in front of everybody. They told me I could wear a long sleeve shirt to cover it up and I'll be fine. She goes, I applied to be a fucking bus driver! (laughs) And I was like, I'm sorry, I guess maybe you should have tried something else. She's like, I did! They said nothing! And I was like, oh well. So I guess Disney's just like, I'm just gonna save those tattoos for, you know, like, if I don't like them, I don't have to be like, hey, you suck. I could just be like, yo, tattoo? Ah, get out of here. Nah. How tatted up are you? Mmm. A little too tat for my taste. Oh, you've got full sleeves? Oh, but you're kind of a cool bro? Cool. Ah, you'll be fine. I'll give you that. I'll give you uh, that. You, have you got any... G- see, see, the tattoos may have just been a uh, a useful excuse. Yeah. Do you know if she's good with people or not? Yeah, right. I thought well, you were going to say that uh, you had this same tattoo and she was... Uh, she was very shocked and surprised to find you were also a juggalo. <laughs> yeah, and then whoop whoop. I mean, ooh, ooh. I mean, the question of if she was a good person or not was kind of answered when she started smoking a fucking menthol as her fucking tank was open right next yeah, to her. Yeah, I want to be a bus driver. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be a s- cigarette smoking bus driver. Speaking of seeing juggalos in the wild, just a small story of what I walked past the other day. So I was walking back to uh, my car from work, Mm -hmm. and I have to walk through some alleys and stuff by the dorms um, at UAB. And, you know, this is like some of the the lesser trafficked areas, even though it was in the middle of the fucking day. This is the same place where during uh, spring break I walked by and 
smelled the hefty smell of the dankness. Um, 420 Blaze It. Let's remind everybody, it is a holy 420 day. 420 Blaze It. Yes, it's it is. We're, re- we're um, recording on 420. It's National High Five Day. Bada boom. It's also the day um, Hitler died. So, no, it's, yeah. no, it's Hitler. Good for us, it's hit, man. It's Hitler's birthday. Which uh, makes t- good for which us. makes this episode our annual Hitler suicide celebration. Yeah, are, are you gonna? It's also the day the Columbine happened. Oh no! <laughs> it's a um, day of remembrance. So juggalos. So anyway, yeah, I'm walking. I'm walking down the street, and I see like a couple of empty, like it looks like there's just a few empty bottles just kind of strewn in this one little area. Um, just kind of by a dumpster behind the cafeteria. And as I get closer, I realize, to my horror, that they're all empty bottles of Fago. <gasps> no, they've been there! And then, as, as I was You found their down, secret mating over, ground. Yeah, I've been over to, like, investigate them. And then I heard, just like, off in the distance, whoop whoop! And then you were bit! <laughs> Then, then I noticed they were chasing me. But Scotty, they were like raptors. Jim, <laughs> you should have seen them. I, I saw one, and I was straight up to it, and I was about to take that Fago bottle and bash it over their head. But then I heard a rustling in the bushes beside me. And then the last thing that I ever heard was coming from both sides. Whoop whoop. I, I really, whoop, whoop. I was hoping that story was going to end with you arms outstretched. Taming them like Chris Pratt in Jurassic World. I held my hands out. You're like, no, it's okay. No. And then I produced from my, I produced from my frock a couple of doobies and a fago. And they all gathered around them. They lit them up and they went on their way. I made a bond with the Juggalos that day. Whoop whoop. Uh, so J- I'm I bl- I'm one of them I believe. <laughs> so Jim, any good Juggalo stories? Uh, no, I do not have any good Juggalo stories. Uh, I don't even have any bad Juggalo stories. I don't know. Keeping with the theme, I, mean, I guess any good Disney stories? You should. You're a Disney. I, I should. You're a Disney holic. I am. Well, I uh, during my employment, um, I watched uh, two men that were that. Probably could not fit inside of a old timey uh, 1980s phone booth. <laughs> uh, they, they were they were very large men, um, and they I thought they were going to kill a young girl that was a, about the size of like a build a bear plush. Oh no, I know that one. <laughs> she was she was a very tiny lady. Uh, if you remember the um, the the product. Uh, Zubat, not Zubaz, that's pants. Um, uh, Balzac. Do you know Balzac? It was like a balloon with fabric over it. No, what? You mean, I just call that my Balzac. Yeah, that's not a product. We are all born with those. <laughs> well, I just looked up Balzac and I just got Honoré Del Balzac was a French novelist and playwright. <laughs> you, you need to type a uh, balloon ball behind it and you will... Uh... Oh, Balzac toy? <laughs> Oh yes. my God! I remember these. So they they sold those in the Disney parks at one time, uh, and they would have like basically like it was kind of like you're in a, like at a mall kiosk where you would walk by and like whoever was selling them would like chuck them at at you and you could like hit them back at them because hell yeah. hell with buying them. Well, apparently 
the girl running the little kiosk was trying to throw it at a child and the child was like wee and kicked it and it hit this woman that, that was walking by in the back and this woman uh had with her these two large men that were i guess like bodyguards or some such and then i didn't see that what i saw was a person coming to me and saying i think you need to get security because i think there is a problem I'm sorry, did this child just kick a ball at the head of Queen Elizabeth II? Right? Well, my, that, my favorite part... So, the best part about this, though, is... So, I get my boss, and she runs outside and to see what is going on. While that is happening, someone else apparently went into uh, another uh, place and got another manager to basically say, Hey, your, your employee out here is attacking people. So, there were two sides to this story oh, converging. No. And, like, seven security guards showed up. And even the security, like, I don't think they could have, like, tackled these two men down. Like, they were going to beat this poor woman to death, I think. <laughs> no. Holy shit. Like, it was, it was, like, they were, there was a, it was very violent. No. It seemed, no, like, I, I, like, I talked to, I, I told, when I was at Disney the other day, I was talking to a guy who did security there. And he goes, yeah, like, I meet a lot of famous people as I, as they come through. Like, uh, only two people have ever used the helipad at Epcot, in the behind Epcot. And I was there the day one of them came. And I was like, who was it? And I was like, well, the first person was George Bush. And I was like, cool. And the second day, there were people like, we need to go. We need to go. There's someone coming from the White House. And we all freak out and we run to the back. And then just Joe Biden steps out. And I'm like, I'm just like Be still my heart I'm just like Jesus Christ You wanted to ride Figment Real bad <laughs> Yeah Yeah He just stepped out He's just like I need to go see That purple dinosaur And then he's like I would love If he was Snapchatting Barack the whole time No no um, My favorite part Is just like uh, President Obama Has got to use The Official White House chopper for something important. Then as he goes up to the helipad, he's like, "Where, where the hell is the chopper?" He's like, "Oh, Mr. President, um, Vice President Biden took it on. He said it was an urgent uh, message. He left you this note, um, and then the note just reads, "Going to see Figment, BRB. No, 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 no. it's it. Love, Joey. I like. There's no note. Wait." Why did, why did Joe uh, take it? There is a note, and it says Joey Bags had to go find Nemo. <laughs> no, no, no. It, it, it's two seconds later, and he's just like, why did, he, why did he take it? And then he just opens his phone, and there's a Snapchat from Joe, and it's just Joe with his arms around, around uh, Baymax. And he's just so happy. <laughs> Or even uh, my, he's the, like, I only heard, uh, I heard two security stories. Um while I was in costuming at Epcot, one was a, and, and these are both very vulgar. I apologize. the The first was that yeah, a woman. Yeah, because our show, kitten, our show, Jim, is the real one you need to be worried this, about. This, the this this uh, woman was in the contemporary, and they had to call an ambulance because she had decided to use a Barbie doll for uh for a. Uh, Romantic uh, purposes. Basically, yes. And it the, oh. the legs had scissored open and gotten stuck. <laughs> how can you not okay, I don't know how pliable Come on, Barbie. There. Again, <laughs> I'm I'm just I'm just repeating Come on, Barbie, let's go party. Ooh, 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 ooh. I'm, oh I'm, god, the legs are stuck. 
I'm just repeating what I what I heard. The other one was weirder in that uh, they were doing their rounds of the parking lot in Epcot, and they were. It was like the middle of the day, and they heard what they thought was like a groaning or a moaning or some such. Yeah. And they drive uh, down a row, and they find a man uh, covered like on the ground, crawling, and he's. His like midsection is like blood. Is like there's blood everywhere. <laughs> and oh, so they they concern. they stop with this guy, and like three cars down is a car, and the doors open, and there's a woman in the car, and she's like passed out, and her head is like there's like all over her head, like she's knocked out, and there's blood everywhere. Crash? And no, apparently, what I, again? This is all repeating. I have no idea how true this is. Um, that what was told to me was that the um, the man and the woman either met in the park or they knew each other and they decided to go back to their car for uh, some you know adult time. Yeah, pleasure, some good time. And in the middle of well, it is uh, the happiest place on earth. Yeah. So so she was having a very deep conversation with his uh, with his uh, organ, and she had a seizure and bit down. Oh no! And and he decided to uh, he basically beat the crap out of her until it was uh until she basically passed out and released the the muscles kind of relaxed and then he tried to go for help but he had lost so much blood he basically fell out of the car and oh crawled away. God. That reminds me. I think that happened in a movie. There was like a the guy the guys from Whitest Kids You Know did a movie and they basically did that as a joke. And then, it's like, she, he just... Yeah, it was called Teeth. <laughs> that as well. No, 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 like, she bites down while having a seizure, and he just grabs a fork and stabs her in the head. Yours is more <laughs> horrifying, though. Because yours ends as a mystery. <laughs> but no, uh, I like, I like the guy I was talking to from security also goes, Yeah, one day, a uh, Boys to Men came here. And I'm like, dude, you're like 21. They weren't, uh, do they exist anymore? And he's like, yeah, we had to, like, escort them around. And I turned around... The one with the cane was probably on a prison release program. <laughs> oh, God. Because so, I'm pretty sure he is in jail. So we turned away, and then when we turned back, boys to men were gone. And we oh. didn't know where they had gone, so then we had to just put out a red alert for boys to men. We had they, to went, like, they went back in time on the timekeeper. Yeah. We had to like make a bunch of different groups of people, like a bunch of different boy groups. To all chase out boys to men and make sure they got back in time. I, I'm saying they were they are actually on they're they are they have a cameo in the timekeeper. It, it doesn't that's not an attraction anymore, but they were on the thing. It really sets the tone for the present day. God of that attraction. This joke. God that joke, Jim, it was so good. I have to go get go on the timekeeper to get it. Oh, I never got to experience the timekeeper. It was uh, Robin Williams as a robot uh, yes. inventor that went back in time. But yeah, in the present day, they end up in Philadelphia, and Motown Philly is being played by boys to men who are in the background wearing their like Letterman jack, red Letterman jackets, and matching pants. I like. I'm on the I'm on the wiki. It's beautiful. The timekeeper has a surprisingly heavy wiki, including an entire section called "Aftermath and the Effects of September 11th." <laughs> Like, wow, okay. that seems like quite a bit. Um, let's see, Robin Williams and Rhea Perlman. Rhea Perlman was in it. Oh, God, Rhea Perlman looks like, oh, this is the worst picture of her. She looks like, uh, fucking, um, oh, I can't remember his name. 
Oh, God, what's his name? Kenny G. No, well, that as well, but it looks like Howard Stern in this photo. Oof. Oh, my God, it does. <laughs> Real Perlman is Howard Stern. Oh, my God. Oh. So, um, so I guess we should talk about why we brought you on, which is you, your show. It's back. I always loved your show. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't. As of as of the time we are recording this, I have not released the new episode yet. Mm-hmm. But uh, it features it features a man named Coitus. Uh, that, oh, that's my middle name, actually. For those who don't know, but um, yeah, a horrible premise. Can you t- tell us a little bit about the horrible premise? I know you did when you came on a long time ago, yes, but I, I, I came up with a dumb idea, and the dumb idea was to ask uh, other people to come up with their own dumb ideas and then yell them at me. Okay. <laughs> That's the general idea. I, I, I decided that I wanted to do a show that was at least sort of original. And my and I didn't want to do just, like, two white guys talking because you have that market cornered. Yeah! Uh, we did it. And so I decided to come up with a game show because I had listened to many... Uh, podcasts featuring like various forms of game shows yeah and my idea for a game show was basically to give people uh fake television show titles and then have them uh make up pitches to pitch them at me and everyone else listening okay well i I figured since uh since the idea is only it, it it's fine to be told but we really need we really need our listeners to have something. So I thought we could play a little we'll play a mini AHP right now. If you wouldn't mind. Just are, are you going I, I do have a question before we do this. Are you going to uh, somehow edit around like the time it takes you to come up with something magical, or are you going to like tag team this or no, how is this going to work? We're gonna, what you don't understand, Jim Murphy, is we have a little plug for our merchandise website that I'm going to sneak in in that clever five minutes. Okay, I just, I, I, I didn't know that, so, I, and I was, uh... Okay. Okay. That helps then. No worries to be had. Because right. I have a bell. Give me that I always show. have a bell. He's got that bell. Oh, good lord. Um, I do have notes from, uh, earlier. Let's see. What can I give you? I think didn't you say we're just getting like the remainders yeah. from the Yeah, episode? but I I usually I never know how many people I'm going to have on a show so I usually come up with like many many options. Welcome to PS, and, we get the scraps. Yeah. yeah. Good, good. Uh who wants to who wants to go first? Blake. Blake is going to go first. Um Blake, then your title will be Hole in Fun. In fun. All right, it starts off with a Barbie doll. <laughs> well, uh, actually, uh, let me see here. Uh, if you would you like to do the uh, three keyword version yeah, we'll of this? Yeah, we'll do the three. We'll do the basics. Okay. Well, then I hate to break it to you that your three words are harness, suckle, and evidence. <laughs> okay. This, again, these are from my notes last night. This is not uh, kind of. You know, this is just kind of luck. Scotty, your title... uh, I usually allow people to switch. I don't really care if you want to switch or not. Uh, Blake, would you like to swap? Anything? You good? What? Blake is already Um, in. He's just like whole in fun. Starring Rhea Perlman. Um. (laughs) 
Okay, can I replace suckle? <laughs> uh, your replacement word is biblical. Oh, yes. <laughs> Again, these are all from my notes. I could actually show you a picture. <laughs> Not that I will. Jim is um, such more intense about his than we will ever be, Blake. I'm so happy. Okay, uh, Scotty, your title is uh, the word juggling. Juggling? Juggling, but without a G and with an apostrophe. So juggling. Juggling, J-U-G-G-L-I-N apostrophe. Oh, okay. I thought you said juggling. without G's, and so I was like, no. that's really weird. <laughs> that is a weird word. Um, your words are, um, let's see here, uh, aquatic, okay. buzz, okay. and swarm. Need to replace aquatic. Yeah, that I thought I assumed. Uh, your replacement word is family. Family. Oh, that one works so well. Oh, it's time. Okay, and our five minutes begins oh. now. I assume. Yeah, that that's fine. I will try to keep track. Hello, everybody. It's your friendly neighborhood Scotty Mo here, reminding you that in these few moments. In these few fleeting moments, these five minutes where Blake Tanner and I have to come up with our own TV shows, I just want to remind you to go on over to merch.aloadofpurebs.com and buy a shirt. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We got merch for all of your needs. We got merch for people who like my book, Quizzle Corp. We got merch for all of you who love a load of BS. We even have merch for our brand new show, Fight Boys, premiering soon. Go over to and buy a shirt, and definitely go buy a Scotch-O Man shirt. And you can do all of that at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Thank you. Okay. <clears throat> Whoa! Hey, everybody! Let me be the first to welcome you to our prison work release job at Hole in Fun! I'm Clarence the Clown, and I'll be your guide to becoming the part of the family for the largest putt-putt golf course amusement park in North America, South America, and some parts of Europe. <clears throat> now, pending several lawsuits that our attorneys would prefer us not to go into in this introductory video, we've had some problems hiring employees through normal means, so that's where you come in. We need some dedicated go-getters to get to some of the harder-to-reach parts of the park and retrieve our loyal customers' lost golf balls. So to do that, we're going to strap you into these special fun harnesses. We're going to suspend you over some of the more seedier parts of the park and, and we, so you can go and get those balls. ba -da ba -ba -ba -ba. And that is your introductory video to becoming an employee at the Hole in Fun Golf Amusement Park um, in sunny Fort Lauderdale, Okay. Florida. Oh, damn, that's only a little <laughs> drive. Good. Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, Hole in Fun is going to be a, uh, a, an investigatory thriller, actually. Holy um, shit. Where, <laughs> based on a cast of, um, prison work release employees who have been employed at, um, this large amusement park, and, uh, they go through tons and tons of fun, crazy, wacky, zany experiences. But it's all to reveal the larger plot that Holden Fun is actually sacrificing their employees from the prison work release um, plan to an ancient biblical horror, Cthulhu. 
<laughs> no relation to Cthulhu. Separate um, guy. Totally different guy. Separate guy. Totally different. Totally different. So, it becomes, or it comes up to um, several of the prisoners, including Jamie, uh, Torpson, and uh, Bob, uh, to uh, to find evidence of the uh, of the park's uh, shady dealings, and uh, they do this all while trying to uh, keep under the radar, so they're not the ones that get strapped in and go under at hole in fun. So you you somehow yeah, combined kinda... Beverly Hills Cop three and Rosemary's Baby. <laughs> yep, basically. I like that. Your kid's dead is so dead. It actually turns out that uh, in the end, though, uh, Clarence the Clown is um, some semi-omnipotent uh, demigod. Okay, so... And he's actually making sure that these people are sacrificed so that he can grow in power. Oh, so it's it's Beverly Hills Cop 3 and It. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yes, it's a it. bit about it. It's Tim Curry. Oh. Tim Curry. Tim Curry is actually not Clarence the Clown, but he is Clarence the Clown's alter ego and CEO of a Hole and Fun Incorporated. Hello, I'm the CEO. My name is Clarence Thompson. Clarence Thompson. Uh, all right, any questions, comments? Limericks. <laughs> there once was a man from. Netflix. I kind of got pressed for time on this one, so I didn't really get to the third like uh, climax. Do, point. do you have an idea? Just uh, just improv through that shit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this is actually like um, it's more. Uh, hmm. It's called yes and. Yes and. This <laughs> is. Uh, so our main characters are basically uh, a bunch of prisoners, and they uh, they notice that some funny stuff starts going on. Like people people start disappearing at this park, and nobody nobody seems to even care. They try to get in contact with um, their parole officers. Uh, they try to get in contact with anyone on the outside, and they realize that once you're inside the park, then there's no leaving. Like it's this just crazy kind of mixed up place. It's like the Twilight Zone with Putt-Putt. <laughs> Consider the uh, following. Gaze your eyes the on end, the windmill. Yes. And in the uh, there and there's some pretty, pretty gruesome like ways that you see some of these prisoners die throughout the course of it. Um, like, there is a uh, there's a hole where uh, there's a bunch of like suits of armor and, you know, they've got axes that like come down and it looks like they just come down onto the putting green effortlessly like you know they're just gimmick they're not actually gonna kill you they're not real axes right well there's a dude that's they got strapped into a harness and um they kind of lower him down onto the green because there's a strict like you can't walk on the green period you have a bunch of like little uh walkways for the guests to go on but workers are not allowed on the walkways um, so you have to, like, go into some sticky situations to retrieve these balls. So there's a dude that, like, gets his head cut off by, um, by an axe. Somebody gets vivisected by a windmill, windmill, rather. Um, and there's tons of, tons of other stuff like that. 
they they try to do the sacrificing scene from Raid, uh, from Temple of Doom, but it's in the like volcano hole, so he can only get like one pinky in at a time. Yeah, the volcano actually spouts real lava, like superheated magma. Um, dude falls into it once, and you actually see um, Tim Curry's character just get stronger as every person dies. And um, at the end, that during the final like uh, sacrifice, there's a, a whole ritual that uh, some of the mind control park employees are going through to try to uh, summon this old god so that he can reign for a million years on Earth. And um, they actually kill him by uh, driving golf balls into his throat. Turns out that the golf balls were actually his only weakness even though he used them as his greatest strength. <laughs> oh. Alright, that's all I got. When you say that Tim Curry gets stronger, does that mean like as the season goes on, he's going to have to like get swole? Well, actually, it starts out as like real-life Tim Curry. He's in a like a wheelchair. Um, and there's one episode where he like... Uh, you see him start to glow after somebody dies, and then you see him slowly, like he puts his hands up against the uh, up against uh, the wheelchair, and he slowly stands up, and you hear. So I would love, I'd love if for the scene where he stands up, you just see these invisible strings. Pulling up actual Tim Curry out of the wheelchair. <laughs> so he's just. This is a very. This has become like Tim Curry cast. Every show we've done this week has involved Tim Curry in some way, but it's okay. Cause uh, are, is that all you've got? Is that all you've got for it? That's all I got. Right oh, now, yeah. then it's time. It's time, Jim. It's time, Blake. It's time for juggling. So Blake Tanner is a normal to-do boy working at, the, working at the big town of Birmingham, Alabama. One day, however, he comes across a strange sight. A large collection of Fago bottles in an abandoned alley. Behind him, he hears a strange whooping sound. Suddenly, a strange swarm of humans with painted faces begin to chase him down. As he thinks he's free... A female version of one of these creatures leaps out of a bush and sinks her teeth into his neck. He awakens in a compound, surrounded by the creatures who are revealed to be known as Juggalos. Their family slowly pick him up, staring at him happily. One quietly hands him a flat-billed hat featuring the hatchet man that he places on. He touches his face, pulling his hand away to reveal face paint. They hand him a smoking piece of paper that he inhales, and it gives him an instant buzz. Blake Tanner is now juggling. In this new hit show from CISO, Blake Tanner must learn to be a juggalo. Hilarious antics abound as he tries his first fago, whoops with the fields of juggalos at night, and maybe even falls in love. Carissa Fago, the hot juggalette, played by Emma Watson, shows him how to love in this world of juggalos. She was the uh, juggalette that actually bit him, but it's never really revealed until late in the season. That's a, that's a late season reveal. Blake, however, he's not just some token juggalo. He's there to teach them the ways of the world. He shows them how magnets work, how to act without face paint. 
and how to get jobs, even with those hatchet man tattoos. <laughs> Later in the season, Blake Tanner is brought into the head juggalo's camp, and it's revealed why he's been brought there the whole time. Because Blake Tanner, he hands him a golden hatchet. And Blake holds it to the sky, but then he feels his arm turned down. His arm picks up, and he looks behind them, and he sees the hatchet man emblazoned on the wall. And the, uh, old, the old mystic, played by Alec Baldwin, just goes, It's you. What? Blake replies. <laughs> you are the hatchet man. The hatchet man of prophecy. You're the one who's been brought to save us. And you are here to save us on this day. And then Blake's just like, what? I don't know. And so the series goes on. Blake realizes he's a hatchet man, but he, he feels the pull of the real world. He has to have his job. He has a job. So the Juggalos release Blake back into the world, but the Juggalo instincts are too strong. And when his company, Big Wigs for Big Dicks, decides to bulldoze the Juggalo's land, it's up to Blake to fight the white man for the rights of the painted man. He has to save his family, his lady, and his fago before they get taken out by the company he once held so closely. This summer, whoop whoop with a B on this juggling. So uh. you've just gone ahead and uh, written a biography for him. <laughs> basically, a week is gone. Yep, this has basically been it so far. Emma, I, I want the I want the title of this episode to be "How Magnets Work." How magnets work. I mean, water, sun, air, and dirt. Fucking magnets. How do they work? So, um, yeah, that was juggling. I will teach you, my son. I will teach you. Uh, you just play episodes of Beekman for them. <laughs> so you say it works on some metals, but not all metals. Yes. Yes, mm -hmm. child. All right, my son. I believe we are eight. You can now graduate to Bill Nye videos. Bill, 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 Bill. Uh, that's actually cross-promotional with Netflix. Uh, Bill Nye Saves the World coming out today. Let's go. Um, yeah. So, any questions on juggling? Is is he is he the Hatchet Man or a Hatchet Man? Is there more than one? No, no, no. The Hatchet Man is a holy man who's been spoke of in, in uh, Juggalo prophecy for years to bring balance between normal people and Juggalos. And Juggalo Messiah. he's a Juggalo Messiah, essentially the boss baby of Juggalos. And uh, they, you know, when they brought Blake into the camp, they didn't know it was him. But the minute he revealed the secrets of magnets, they were just like, "Oh shit, that's him. He's the Hatchet Man. He's the Tanner Hatchet wouldn't, Man." Wouldn't wouldn't he have known his whole life that he was the Hatchet Man because of that birthmark he has on his leg that's in the shape of a welfare check? <laughs> Actually, um, it's on my left ass cheek. No, I would love if it was the Hatchet Man tattoo and you never knew what it meant. And then you just see the Hatchet Man and then you look down and you're like, I've had this birthmark my whole life. It's like a really intimate scene between him and Carissa Fago. Like, he's just like, I've never known what it meant. And she's just like, I've seen it once before. And then he, she pulls out this big book and then just shows it. And then they make out on the bench. Yeah, it's, on, it's on Guy Fieri's neck. <laughs> No, I'm oh fuck, I'm sorry. The guy, uh, it's not Alec Baldwin pe playing the head of the Juggalos. It's definitely Guy Fieri. Yeah. Um, I would like to 
can juggalos only procreate through uh, vampire bites? No, that's just how you became a juggalo. You were a human no. born. That's why you know uh, you have your right. He just wanted. He was just hoping that that he that by being bitten that he, he could say that it constituted sex. <laughs> I'm just saying. No, no, no. I, I think like that's just look like there's. I'm getting plenty of that with Miss Fago once and it goes down. So. I, well, what I think it is is like later in the series, like you have your rival Juggalo who is played by. Oh, who would be good? Who would be good to be a rival Juggalo? Macaulay Culkin. Yes, yes, Jim. <laughs> yes, Queen. Macaulay oh, Culkin, who oh. is just like he's not even a real Juggalo. We had to make him. Wait, I, I can say. Uh, can I say Frankie Muniz? No, no, if you see current day, current day, he is so much more than Frankie Muniz. Because current day, um, Macaulay Culkin straight up looks like he's a bad kid rock impersonator. <laughs> he does, I've seen pictures. He's my favorite person of all time. Oh, God. Oh, damn it, Blake. I know, I guess we're going to cut the horrible premise bit short, but we didn't even get to talk about the greatest photo of all time that came out today. We're going to have to talk about it in a oh, few seconds. No. But, uh, yeah, uh, Donald Trump had some friends over at the White House today. He did. He brought over, um, well, you know, a few weeks ago we talked about the Senate race in Michigan between Kid Rock and Ted Nugent. Well, apparently talks have fallen through because Kid Rock and Ted Nugent were there. And uh, a lot of people think his friends, I think his enemies. Because if you look at Kid Rock, he looked very nervous the whole time. And there mm -hmm. is a picture of, uh, I don't know if you've seen this one, they're in front of the picture of Hillary Clinton, and Sarah Palin and Ted Nugent are just like, ugh, this girl, am I right? And I'm like, fuck you. And if you look at Kid Rock, uh -huh. even Kid Rock looks like, fuck y'all guys. Like, she did good. Bye went to bye, y'all yeah. motherfuckers. Better than you motherfuckers. Oh, shit. At least one of, at least one of you didn't ruin an entire campaign, Miss <laughs> Prissy Bitch Hey, Palin. don't talk about Ted Nugent that way. <laughs> oh shit! So even, um, even Ted Nugent's reflection is afraid of Ted Nugent. <laughs> Kid Rock's just a good old boy, and I love Kid. I love Kid Rock. Yes. So, uh, uh, Jimmy, Jimmy boy, where can they find you? Uh, I am on the Twitter machine. Uh, apparently smart. Mm -hmm. That's how I was raised. Just apparently smart. And, uh, <laughs> And you can go to uh, ahorriblepremise.com and find all the stuff about my show. Yeah. yeah. And you can find... Uh, Check it out. Yeah. It's really good fun it is a times. Good, good, good times. So, Blake Tanner, where can, uh, first thing, what did you learn this week? Because we always have to discuss what we learned. How magnets work. <laughs> well, I already that's knew what, how Yeah, that's work. what Jim learned. Jim learned how magnets work. Yeah. Um, I learned what that... Uh, Strange Axeman tattoo on my left ass cheek, man. And I learned that the original boss baby was the baby Jesus. Oh, God, Blake Tanner, where can they find you? You can find me at Blake A. Tanner on Twitter, um, in the back alley with the Juggalettes. Um, or you can find me uh, on the Darkroom Vidya at YouTube. That's Darkroom, V I D Y A. Putting out some videos, playing some games. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. And you can find me. Keeping up a storm. You can find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo S C O T T Y E M O. You can buy both my books on Amazon, Queasel Corp and Queasel Corp Risen. That's Q U E Z A L C O R P. And uh, you can find me and Blake and our good boy Dylan 
on the brand new podcast, Fight Boys. Uh, the day this comes out, it should be the next day when the uh, fight, first episode of Fight Boys drops. It is a wrestling podcast because me and Blake learned we like talking about wrestling and we might want to want to talk about it for an hour with one of our bros. So we got the Fight Boys cast coming up soon. And as always, you can find both of us at a load of pure BS.com. You can buy our merch at merch.alodeofpurebs.com. Donate to the Patreon. Find us on Facebook. And as always, you can find both of us on Twitter at a load of pure BS, except no substitute toots. And we will see you next week. Substitutes. Substitutes.